Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic. Alright Reds, just in uh, Watford. Just got off the tube at Watford High Street. Come up from uh, at London and it's a nice, pleasant, wintry, sunny lunchtime because it's the two o'clock kickoff in Watford, Hertfordshire. I don't think Watford's a city, but I'm sure I'll be corrected on all this. I think it's a large town. I think a lot of people who live here, maybe they work in London. I don't know, but you're not listening to this podcast to find out stuff like that. I'm walking to the ground now, walked up Watford High Street, past the hairdressers, the chain restaurants, the kebab shops, the McDonald's in the centre with teenagers hanging out. Outside is a few pubs with Watford fans in there with their new black and yellow shirts. The Hornets have had a terrible season so far. And I'm with a, a Watford fan, one of my old editors. I seem to have worked for three or four different Watford-supporting editors over the last 15 years, and still do. Graham, nice to have you on, lifelong Watford fan. Yeah, good, good to be with you again, Andy. Um, the last time we had a Watford fan on, he, he was dressed as Elton John, and he, he sang Elton John songs on this podcast. I'm sure you're going to follow I would like to, but luckily I can hide behind the fact we're in winter and I've got a really bad throat and I don't want to lose you any listeners. Right. Uh, how are you feeling ahead of today's game against Manchester United? You've not won a game all season at home. Uh, strangely encouraged, despite the fact that you said we haven't actually won at home all season apart from the League Cup and we haven't actually led at all in the league at home all season at all. So You've not been ahead in a game no, all season? No, not at all. No, it's been... a a very frustrating season like you know it's a cliche in the Premier League the first goal does matter and it does seem to have been the case that we've either been in lots of very tight we've had three six, we've had three nil nils out of our last four home games five home games sorry and it's well it's been the case we've seen we struggle to score and then if you go behind in the Premier League even I think as Man United have found it is very difficult to get back into games or you have to change your shape and get caught out and unlike Man United we do not have goal scoring options well Manchester United I don't give you too much hope here but crap against the worst teams and you know, you're at the bottom you're not the last time we came here I think Watford had won the first four games of the season and you were six points ahead of Manchester United at the start of last year I remember <laughs> Ashley Young putting a ball in which Fellaini chested down to Smalling who volleyed into the roof of the net and it, the cameras cut to Jose Mourinho going mad on the side with United fans singing Jose Mourinho so much has changed for Manchester United in in that short period of, of, of time. Uh, you've had three managers this year. Yeah, it's kind of been one of those sort of... I think, in hindsight, the, the, the mistake was panicking about Javier Garcia. Like, there was clearly issues there. Defensively, we were pretty wonky. Obviously, the cup final and the 6-0 loss to City kind of shows that. How but bad was that? I mean, did, I assume you just... You went and you, it's an FA Cup final and your first one since 84 against oh, yeah. Everton... And you get beat 6-0. It was... It's still really hard to put it into words. I would probably... I'm still glad we got there. Like, I don't know how we got to, got to the final by beating Wolverhampton Wanderers coming from two down 
in the last 10 minutes and taking extra time. That's something that Watford, that I've never really ever had that. You know, that's the kind of thing we don't do. So to do it was phenomenal. But we were unlucky to get City. And, and I think the only way we were ever going to beat City was if they had been in the Champions League final and been distracted. And the problem we had relaxed Kevin De Bruyne. Like, the most demoralising thing, they beat a 6-0 with a grow on the bench. And in hindsight, there was a hangover from that. I think there was a hangover for the fans and I think it hurt us a little bit. And ultimately, I think the fact the fact we got to the final blinded the board a little bit, that like we were better than we actually were, that we didn't need recruits and defence and midfield, and it's really, really hurt us. And going into the season, it's been a bit of a difficult one in terms of, like I said, we've had issues with conceding the first goal in games, but also key players like Dekoury and Delefari will probably step back a little bit on their level. Maybe there was a little bit of a hangover from them possibly wanting moves in the summer, but it has kind of hurt us. So it wasn't the more... I think when it was 4-0 or 5-0, it was demoralising. But I think, obviously, only probably what fans would remember it now, but there was a lot of flag-waving at the end of sort of like, and, you know, and cheering and stuff. But it was an utterly demoralising day in the end, which is a shame, because as you said, it was, for fans of my generation, it was our first FA Cup final, because I was too young for 84. So it kind of was a bit of a sort of gut blow, and I don't think the clubs have recovered from it, if I'm being completely honest. You played well at Old Trafford. I remember you two central midfielders at, at the game in the spring. I know you lost the game 2-1, but you didn't deserve to. And... Oli Gunnar said as much after the game you, that Watford team did deserve to lose and Javi Gracia he also said the same thing um, your board which you mentioned led by a Mancunian United fan Scott yeah no but he's, is he's he popular here? I think he's say a, he's a knob if he's not I'm not no popular. no well, I genuinely think well they've probably made their first misfire major misfire with firing Gracia and KK Sanchez Flores did a very good job the first time in 2015 but he was the wrong man for the job because when you're, it's fine sort of playing tactically, settling for points and winning when you can and sort of playing sort of attritional football. But it's fine doing that when you're in front. But when you're having to play catch-up, which we were, like the only game we won was against Norwich City. And we did seem to have a strategy of hoping the other team started badly and made the mistake and we held on for dear life, which is kind of what we've done. Because the irony was we should have won at Tottenham in October and possibly if we'd done, Pochettino might have gone a bit earlier because uh, Tottenham, the t- t- it kind of... A, that's how bad we were. It showed how bad Tottenham had gone. So And so Sanchez Flores, he's just... Because this is his second time here, yeah, wasn't it? Which, yeah, which is a massive shame. because, And I don't think it will sort of blight the first time. Because the first time, he kept Watford up when we were newly Manager. promoted. He kept us up by... We were practically safe in January. For a newly promoted club, like it's like what Sheffield United are doing this season. That's what we were in 2015. Like, it was, I remember we went to Old Trafford that season and... I think it was United were um, kind of struggling a little bit, but it's probably the nearest I'm ever going to see to Watford winning at Old Trafford in my lifetime. Like I remember Amberbat managing to miss from underneath the crossbar. It was like quite an impressive effort, really, when you think about it. But yeah, it, I hope it doesn't blight it long term. It's a case of wrong man, wrong time. But Nigel Pearson, I think there's a lot to gain from him. Certainly, he's got a lot to prove because he's sort of the reputation he picked from. A lot of the journalists think that he's, he's patronising arsehole with him and yeah, he talks down with him. Well, well, my, my only dealing with him was my fault when when he was at Leicester, I forgot to switch my phone off and uh, I put it on the table after the game. Oh, no. And my mate Grant, who goes to United, rang me to find out where I was going to meet him after the game. And uh, Pearson saw it and goes, there's a Grant ringing someone here. And it was, I, I could have died of embarrassment. But he, he took it with good humour, actually. No. I've always seen that. I remember Gordon Strachan being good. And Neil Lennon, bizarrely, is really good value for those as well. But, yeah, that was go- my fault. And Sanchez Flores. Um, I knew him, obviously, in Spain, and his, his girlfriend of a long time was, a, was an English girl who'd worked at Levante and had done stuff with her. But in May of this year, I manage a team when I'm in Spain. And 
two of the lads said, can we bring a young player down? He's good. And this 18-year-old came and I knew he was good because he told me he was good. And I put him up front and it was Sanchez Flores' son. Oh, wow. And he was a professional footballer who, third division, just sort of on the fringes, and he'd come to see his mates. And uh, he was that good that once he'd won us the game, I dropped him into central midfield and he was still running it. He's not a big lad. Okay. He was only slight, wow. but technically was absolutely fantastic. Oh, so, it sounds like you could have got a game here, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, you, you don't end up in the third division if you... I think the standards are so, so high to, to play Premier League football. But for me as an amateur manager, it was a privilege to have this lad. And just to say to him, can you just drop back for the last 20 minutes? And he just went, no problem. And just ran it from there. And Perfect. Th th these highs are so, so few and far between. Manager's dream. Can, can you give us a prediction for today? Heart on... If, if, we, if we play like we did against Liverpool, I think we, I think we can get a draw out of this, one all or two all. I fear if United score early, the pace I've seen United have in the counter-attack, like I'm a big fan of Dan James, I fear it could be three or four. I think United, because Rashford looks like, now he's got Marshall back in the team, he looks like the old Rashford. But as I said, like, I was at the United-Brighton game last, night, last month and I thought Dan James is like a future superstar and I, I worry what he could do to our defence today. Right, I'm going to go into the ground and we've got the lads on the monkey bus after the match. I'm going to speak to some other people as well. Um, the lads have been sending me some pictures. They've made a pizza out of mince, mince pie pizza. It looks utterly horrific. So I'm sure that the tone of their conversation will be slightly upbeat because they seem to be particularly refreshed on the way down from Manchester this morning. But thanks for your time, Graham. Cheers, Just going to take a picture of your... Uh, Program seller stood in front of a cemetery. Is this Vicky Ridge Road, by the way? Yeah. This is Vicky Ridge yeah, Road. We're right. on Vicky Ridge Road. Currently on our way down to Watford on a sober bus. But no place better to start today than Ned's Christmas entry. Uh, I'll leave Ned to explain. As in, like, um, the design of the masterpiece. It, it 12, um, 12 inch pizza for the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, Tomo, obviously the judge today, who's marked it up as pretty much eight out of 10 on everything. Um, so yeah, it's uh, a deep pan cheese and tomato with two jarfuls of mince on it. And what else was on it? Oh, a bit of chicken, because they'd run out of turkey. Uh, a raw sprout, which Tomo ate one of. And cranberry sauce on the chicken, because they run out of turkey at the co-op in Blakely, you know. You know, he's running out of stuff. And, time, yeah. yeah, and um, what else was on it? Yeah, well, it's also got pictures of like the monkey bus symbol, Goodwins, the the light, uh, the fairy lights, and all that. Put this idea together. I would say around about June and July. <laughs> around June, June and July, that sort of thing. I've already got next year's plan, just in case I don't win this year's. Yeah, but I think Tomo's already talked it up enough to... Uh, I see you winning this year. I don't know, Tomo. Presentation, many yeah. words. Tomo, thoughts on the, the entry from Neil Mullen? I'm busy. Speak to me, It was... Do you know what? It looks incredible, and it was a great advert for the monkey bus. The lights around it were fantastic. The buses were brilliant, and um, the original bus that we used to get. Yeah. Until the. Um, and um, it was fabulous. Start. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's Bruno. Uh, <laughs> but 
I've never tasted anything so bad in all my life. It was like, it basically tasted of regret, broken dreams. Regret, broken dreams. And it was just awful. It was a bit rich, but it was just binging. It had a bit, a bit it had about it. And then when they made me have the boiled sprout, it wasn't even boiled, the raw I sprout. I forgot to boil them. I didn't get time to boil it. Um, so. You've only had all year. Yeah, but like it was just, I just didn't get time last night. So, yeah, so unfortunately, Tomo, uh, Tomo had an unboiled sprout. <laughs> so, in the context of the judging, how's that going? Um, it's tough for me, I can't lie. There's a couple of Jim, Jim's done a really good um, sausage, Christmas sausage. Um, basically, Christmas wrap. <laughs> have, you had a, have you had a bit of Jim's Christmas sausage? It's a bit weird, Woody. That's going. It, yeah. <laughs> I've had a Christmas roll. It was. It was roll wrapped in pastry. Christmas roll with you. Um, <laughs> and then you do know you're working here. I, I am here. Yeah, it's got to get caught that. <laughs> and then um, I've had a brownie with Jaeger and brandy. That was Rick's first, wasn't it? That was. Um, obviously made before here, and you know, because all coaches. Brad said he had a nice brownie. We're the same ones. Yeah. And then Brad gave us some sweets, which is a bit weird. Yeah. So we don't have a winner yet. Well, we do, but I can't tell you. Oh, we do have a winner, but it's not being. I mean, they're running. You remind me of a young Gary Rhodes. <laughs> What, dead? <laughs> 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 He's had them too soon. Did he not only die about a week ago or something? I don't think anyone knows him. Yeah, that's true enough, yeah. Could have been mince by pizza, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to the real subject for why we're going today, United. Uh, we're, now, we're now a year into the Solskjaer reign. How, how, do you, how do you see things? I think... Um, I think he's gone brilliantly. I'd, I'd say, um, I've said it before, but I'd say Oli, since he took over, has done 95% of what I would have done. The, the seven plays he's got rid of, I would have got rid of a lot. Um, he's changed the way we've played. He's made players better like Fred and Rashford. Um, we play far more exciting football. And yeah, since the day he's come in, he connects with the fans. He knows what the fans want. And he's taken his, his free signings have been brilliant, but he's taken us in the right direction. I can give him the money to spend in maybe or maybe not January, but certainly the summer. And, um, and keep developing youngsters like Brandon Williams and all that. I think he's done a great job. He's better than some of these. Everton have just got Ancelotti and shit like that. Not interested in that whatsoever. It's a two-year going nowhere plan. It's, you know, there's proper plan with Ollie and, and so far, I think he's done brilliant. Yeah, I think it's been up and down on the pitch, but... Um, it does feel that there's at least a plan in place and for the first time since Fergie left that, that we're actually making long-term decisions. Um, and he's done that. It's probably the cost of the short-term with the likes of Lukaku and Sancho. He's made decisions for the long-term, which is why he deserves time. I think so, yeah. I think you see a plan. I think it's kind of... But if you look at just how toxic it was, kind of this time last year when Mourinho was there... It's it, it, it has improved, and you know you look at 
we've actually got quite a likeable team now, whereas to the point sort of 12, 18 months ago, we hated most of, most of the players. It's, uh, they just didn't belong there, and I think he's brought a lot of values back. And obviously, on the pitch, there's still lots, lots of sort of still think, still think there's a few toxic players in that squad that he needs to there rid, is, of, rid yeah. ourselves of. Pogba. There is, but I think, I think yeah, exactly, Pogba, you know, sooner he goes, the better. But I think 12 months on, we're in a lot better place, I think. He deserves time, and, and we'll see. It's, it's not going to be easy, but at last we've not chased a bit of short-term glory, and we've, we've took a risk. We're actually probably a bit. Well, we, we are higher up than I, I thought we'd be. I, I thought we'd. We're a couple probably. of wins off fourth, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Our results going our way. Like if Tottenham could nick a point off Chelsea today. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think at the start of the season we'd be anywhere near top four. I didn't think we'd be anywhere near five or six weeks ago when we were. Yeah. So it's, he's doing a great job. He's doing a better job than like some of the the more better known managers have um, managed in the last few years. He's doing it all while, as I say, connecting with the fans. And, when it comes to Pogba, he can stay injured till April and get sold for me. I've got no interest in seeing him back in that team whatsoever. It's been a while, it's been a while since we talked at this podcast, and since then we've always had some two fantastic results against City and Tottenham. There's still nothing Did any else. of us really see them results coming? Do you know what? I, I genuinely see like Fred and Matt Tomini have better games than Paul Pogba in the last two years, and therefore. As far as United are concerned, the better midfield. Best had a constant run of games as well, which I think helped him as well. Yeah, it was a big week that that Tottenham City because as much as everyone's willing to give him time and and uh, we all want to be patient, you you still to just even just see yourself to Ollie himself to the players, you you just need that bit of evidence every now and then because it is hard living through some of the results. So you need that bit of evidence that we are on the right track, and I think he had that in the week where. Just a way, and it was, you know, we didn't scrape a result. We, we completely outplayed Tottenham, and then we went and completely outplayed City, apart from the last sort of five minutes. So it's, yeah, so it, it was good to, to not just win the game, but to win them in style. I think give everyone a bit, a bit, and bought himself a bit more patience and give everyone a bit of confidence. So he needed that because after the Villa game, just before it felt. A bit of a law, we're really poor that day. And, you know, you think like we are, we're struggling. Any team that comes and just puts 10 men behind the ball, we can't open up. But... Tom Hall's mentioned this in the past, he said that cut out these stupid drop points. And I know, all we are. Now, it's the amount of draws and the silly point. defeats to Newcastle. Thank you. And, and they are, they, they're <laughs> the. More points. You know, yeah. like this, this thing, or you hear it a lot that, oh, he's tactically net, but when you actually think. You know, tactics don't win your games against Villa at home, Newcastle away. You should win them anyway. It's the big games where your tactics coming in. He's more or less gotten pretty much spot on. Liverpool. So he's Liverpool been another one, yeah. He's you know, he's identified threats and, and he's seen away on Saturday that Tactically he's beat Tottenham twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's he's gone, it's um gone completely two different ways as well, the way he went and kind of it was a bit back to the wall when we won at Wembley against Spurs but then we went and took them apart at, at Old Trent two we, we're still not ruthless you know them two games should have been probably 3-0 against Spurs and 4-5-1 at City and, and so we, we, we're kind of hanging on a little bit but that'll all come and we're going to get inconsistency but you can't you can't make the clamour as we all did a year ago to get young players in and to go back to them core beliefs. This is what we all wanted a year ago. Exactly, yeah, and not accept you are going to get them 
I mean, and I think we all knew what was going to happen with Everton. We're going to get inconsistency with young lads out here. You know, we, 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 I'd like to see any of these, you know, these so-called top managers who we should all be getting in have essentially a midfield three of uh, only have two central midfielders in Fred and McTominay for four months and have Pereira, Matter or Lingard as your, as your playmaker you, make it work you start to get better plays in them positions he's made Rashford as well hasn't he Rashford's he, he's well, I don't fall into that trap because Rashford played a lot under Mourinho I think it was all indicated at playing no, more than Rashford I think, I think he's playing better than he's played, played more he is because yeah, there's, there's a manager who believes in him there maybe a little bit more in there and he's just the age, yeah, just he's just, he's just. I mean, maybe he's just coming of age. I mean, he is. He, he's become a cliche, but he's still only 22. He feels like he's been around. You know, he's halfway to a testimonial nearly, but he's only 22. But like, you know, he's. he's brilliant I, think, this I think he's become a lead. I think the, the trust all he's put in, he's become. He's taking a lot of response. A bit like, you know, when these players over the years, whether it's Giggs, Scholes, Ronaldo, Rooney, when they get to that age where they really start to take responsibility and become match winners. He's never had a recognised striker like Barry Nibramovic. He's never learned off a striker, has he? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. He's learning so his trade on his own. Yeah. You know, Martial's helped him to be And fair. he's still, like, I mean, probably to the detriment, really, against Everton, he's he probably a bit too much where he tried to do too much. But the... Um, but but no, he, he's 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 doing well, and I think it, I think future's pretty bright. But it's just an all in all like more enjoyable like, experience. Fucking, like, you know, even going to Old Trafford, as you know, in um, TRA and that everything about watching United is just a, it's a lot more enjoyable experience. Oh, yeah, what, what's Rick bringing? Rick in, is like? just coming down the bus now with more brownies. Alcoholic brownies. Brown brownies for everyone. This looks all right, Rick, but it looks a bit rich. I will do, yeah, yeah. It's podcasting, are you? I was yeah, trying to, yeah. Sorry, nobody listens to so, it anyway. Just give us your thoughts on the Christmas under social media quickly while you're down here. Shut up. What are you doing? It's a fucking Christmas party, are you? I'm having a fucking large brandy here. Well, <laughs> just move on a little bit now. Jay, thoughts, hey, on, thoughts on the first 12 months under social uh, you've got to give him a chance, mate. I think I think sometimes we look really good and sometimes we don't look like we've got tactics right, but I think you've got to let him get his own players in. You know what I mean? His, his first three signings have been fantastic in my eyes. Uh, I think we need something different. I think we need something different in the last 20 minutes. You know, a lot won't like this, but something like Fellaini had done a world ago, keeping hold of him. Uh, but you've got to judge Solskjaer another 18 months you know what I mean so you think the club's heading in the right direction under Sosha of course I do he's a couple uh, of wins away for the top four a couple yeah a couple of if wins was, if, if, result, if results go our way I mean you've got to look at this season haven't you I mean we've we've dropped some silly points haven't we you know like last week Everton that's the kind of team we struggle against. A team that, that put all the men behind the ball. And you look at the week before, we should have been four up at City at half time, you know what I mean? And you've just got to you've got to look at Solskjaer and say, you know, let him identify what we actually need. Changing managers and that is never gonna work. Not at this stage. We have the players on side as well, don't he? The play the players seem to be playing for him. The, the, play, the players seem to be playing for him. I mean, I don't know whether I'm being cynical here, but we look 
like the players want to play for him when when Pogba's been out. Pogba's been out, and it looks like a total different team spirit. So, read into that what you will. I don't. Know. So then you hold for the next year and so what, what do you we do now going forward? What, what would you like to see going forward? Uh, to be honest, I'm not asked about this season. Where we finish is where we finish. I'd, I'd, but essentially, he's in the next round of the Europa League. He's a step, step away from Wembley. Yeah, with a two-legged against City. And we could finish fourth. Or in the top four. Yeah, but if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. I think, I think it's just a matter of this season consolidating and pushing on next season, buying the right players and give, obviously, the top four next season a great chance and you know possibly just be more consistent I think that's all we can ask for in the, you know the, his, his first two years three years at the club and let him build a legacy I mean we're too e- clubs are too easy to get rid of players at the moment and I, I think we've uh, sorry managers I think we've got to get that out the door Fergie took six years to build the side he's got and I think all is going in the right direction bringing the youth through and identifying what he needs that's what Jake well have a good Christmas and that yeah you too mate let's see what happens today we will to Dryden and fresh, fresh from his brandy and brownie session sorry mate <laughs> fresh from his brownie and brandy session was that nice large brandy and a was it a brandy or Jaeger bomb brownie I'm not too sure well I think it was a bit of both was it very nice I feel the effects of that in work in the morning. I'm feeling very Christmas, you know. <laughs> Talking of feeling the effects of things, who's this bird you sent a Christmas message to this morning? I didn't send a Christmas message to anyone, me. You sure would have? Uh, oh. Someone might have done it on my behalf. All ah, right, OK. You got a reply anyway? Yeah, I know, I got a great reply. I'll take her out late in the new year. She's probably listening. She could be listening. Oh, well, is there any, anything, anything you want to add to that while she's listening? Not really, no, not on air. Anyway, OK. <laughs> How do you feel right. the first 12 months has gone under social quickly? Um, two steps forward, one step back, I suppose. Hopefully we can uh, carry on improving now. We seem to have found a little bit of fun. But we, it's like we was pretty shit against fucking Villa at home and Sheffield the week before and then we was brilliant against Tottenham and City weren't we seems to be our problem and then we wasn't that great against Everton so but it's a young side so we suppose you've got to expect things like really haven't we got to be giving time who's Solskjaer yeah I think so yeah I think it's pretty much bulletproof to be honest I don't think they thinking about getting rid of him in, at any point really I think they're going to give him the time to try and do what he what he's out to do you think the best direction is then quickly to go to go in 2020 the best direction for the club to go um fucking just keep going really by a step away from Wembley next round of the Europa League potentially could finish in the top four yeah, that's a good season. It would be, yeah. Any get to a final, hopefully, in, the, in with a sniff of a trophy. Yeah, a day a out of Wembley would be in February. Oh, it's a good day out, isn't it? Um, got a nice draw in the Europa League, Bruce. So that'll be a good trip for the lads. And uh, just keep going. You never know what's going to happen there. It could all be tipped up by February with some of the away games we've got. But <laughs> positive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but then again, it could be fucking brilliant. So, but yeah, so I might, it is Christmas, isn't it? So. Stop fucking mirroring me about football chat, you boring bastard. <laughs> That's kind of the general consensus I'm getting today. We should never agree to this. <laughs> we'll, we'll quickly, we'll finish with Tomo and the Mullins then on the, on the thoughts with him. Maybe what, what could happen in 2020 for United? Um, or where you'd like to see his head in 2020? Win a trophy, win the League Cup, get his first trophy, sign another three or four players in the summer. 
Um, and yeah, keep, keep going down the same road he's going. He's doing great. Still with it. Yeah, pretty much summed it up. Try and win a trophy. We've got two, three amateurs we could win. Try and win a trophy this year. And um, yeah, have a, buy some more players, get rid of some, and have a real goal next year. Uh, really, I still think the title, no matter kind of how we go, we're going to be going for that next year. But um, but yeah, try, try and really cement ourselves in the in the top four. And just just carry on where we feel like we've got a, got a team that you want to get behind. But I'm just you know I'm just enjoying that, and hopefully the results will follow. Quick hear from Bruno Tollioni then, the judge today. Is that his name? I don't know. All right, um, it's a hell of a guest, what are you not? Well, <laughs> I've seen a little bit of Strictly Come Dancing. Um, I just want to I just want to wake up tomorrow because this the way I feel right now, I don't know what we'll be doing. <laughs> you had half a slice of Ned's pizza. Yeah, I did. Um, well, do you know what? I've got a great idea. In the, in the small chance that I won't win it, if I come second, I've got a great idea for what I'm going to do next year. You come back? Yes, yeah. And he's nailed on to win it. So we'll finish on predictions for today and then that's it. Just your prediction for today. Um, I think we'll win 3-1 <laughs> and, and those rumours about Guardiola will be confirmed. Well, it's only rumours. I'm only saying what I read in the papers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prediction for today, mate? 2-0 United. And Maguire might actually get his head on a corner for once. So. Um, at least five. Great prediction. Um, trips to the toilet for me. <laughs> Quick prediction for today, Andy? 2-0. Well, we'll leave you with that. We'll see you in the new year. So just turned up to Vicarage Road and the Manchester United team bus has also just arrived only an hour to, to kick off so they're cutting it fine and the crowds of local people are gathering uh, it's, it's a very very tight ground this the capacity is 22,000 and they do have plans to expand it to 30,000 but I think it's the tightest footprint of any Premier League ground there's not really much room to expand and a lady's just come up to me and said that she listens to the podcast. What's your name and where are you from? I'm from Lynn. I'm Lynn. I live in Watford, but I'm a Mancunian. Where are you from in Manchester originally? Levenson, Burnage. And area. when did you move down? 73. South. What made you move down south? Got married and moved here. Yeah. yeah. Do you miss Manchester or do you go back up there? I do go back up there because I've got relatives, but um, I'm very happy here now. So you're, you're a United fan? Oh, die hard. And you get to lots of games I've never been to a game since it must have been uh, nine years ago when I went to U- Fulham v United and I hadn't been to a match since 73 when I was a, used to go to all the United away games when I lived in Manchester and uh, I didn't realise you weren't allowed to cheer when you're in the opposing art side's <laughs> stands so, so, so you I, I jumped up and uh, oh I was spat on gesticulated at, at Fulham thrown things at and I vowed I would never go to a game again. I thought, this is vile. So you're back now? You're back I'm back, more. but I know, I know this, the etiquette, if you like, now, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. So you're in the home end? Yeah, I am. You're right. So but you keep, uh, and I notice you're wearing no colours. I'm very neutral. So uh, <laughs> I'm with a, another United fan who's in the, in the, you know, in the home end. So, uh, so what was it like watching United home and away in the early 70s? Oh, it was fantastic. This was the era of Dennis Law, George Best. I mean, I went to Old Trafford and Violet and Quicksalt were playing, so it's a long time ago. Do you watching in the 60s? And, yes, yeah? but from afar, unfortunately, because I've not been up to Manchester much. So, and, yeah. And you listen to the podcast? I do, I really enjoy it. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. And what? why? 
Well, it gives me information about how the team are playing, hopefully, if the lads aren't. Well, you can see that on TV, you know? Well, I haven't got Sky. All right. Me, and I, and I, I've got a, I'm a bit of a superstition. When I watch them, they always seem to lose. So I like just following them on the app, on the uh, BBC Sports app now. Tell us about Watford, the town. What, what? Well, it's a bit of a non-event, really. They... It's a, have, you, have you been to the yeah, town? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I know it's not New York. No, no. But it's, uh, but how would you describe it to someone from Levenshoe who's never been to Watford? It's a, it's a very small town, uh, trying to do its best. Uh, putting in, you've got, we've got a big uh, into mall, and that's about about it. But the people are very nice here, and uh, I've made it my home for the last two years, so I can't grumble. You've got a police helicopter yeah. flying above us. Must know you're here. Yeah, or the notorious Watford hooligan firm. No, yes. I'm only joking. Yeah. And uh, how are you feeling about the game today? Uh, very apprehensive with yeah. United. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're I think worried. I am. I don't know whether I'll be able to jump up because there might not be any uh, I think any uh, if you're in the home, and maybe not. No. Because the last thing they want is it will be in if Manchester United. I know. Uh, so I'm going to sit on my hands and keep, try and keep calm. And just uh, try and contain if Manchester United score and if they win because the way has not been good this year. Uh, they've got uh, they've only had the two wins at Norwich and at another team. That was in December, a team wearing blue. Six, oh, that, that lot? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they need to get some wins, and yeah, what could have been dreadful, so they've, they've got to get a win I know, but today. you know what they're like. Oh, no, they're like. Yeah. You know, yeah. And they've been incapable of holding on to the wins. Yeah. Right from the start at Wolves and at Southampton, played very well in the first half and went right off the boil. So, But I still think they've got to win. Yeah. got to win well, here today. So. Um, well, thank you very much for your time. Okay, Andy. Um, lovely to meet you. Half-time at Watford, it's Watford nil, Manchester United nil. Uh, Watford haven't looked like a team who are adrift at the bottom. They've pressed high, their final ball's been poor. Uh, Manchester United have put decent balls through, but look particularly sharp in front of goal. Jesse Lingard missed the best chance of the half when he decided to chip over onto the roof of Ben Foster's goal. So overall pretty poor, United have got to be winning this game. And I'm told Watford played very well at Anfield last week against Liverpool. They're clearly resurgent, but no, I'm not having any excuses. Watford have won one game since 2002. Manchester United should be winning this. And with uh, Harry Robinson, uh, I'll tell me what you made of it, Harry. It's been it's disappointing. It's similar to last week against Everton. Um, United have got no variety in their game. They're, they're asking Fred and McTominay to do everything. And, when you've got a midfielder, Fred and McTominay, you, you can't do that. Um, They're losing the ball a lot, aren't they? They're losing the ball and then you give it to Luke Shaw on the left or Wambasak on the right. and You're not expecting anything from them. We haven't seen anything attacking-wise from Wambasak or Shaw this season. You've got Brandon Williams, who's sitting on the bench early, but he's not involved in the squad. He's just travelled down here. And Jesse Lingard's miss is mind-blowing. Like, like Danny Welbeck trying to chip Manuel Neuer by him those years ago. But it's, yeah, it's disappointing so far. Fingers crossed for the second half. Here we go again. Just walked onto Vicarage Road. Watford 2, Manchester United 0. Going to walk back to Watford High Street. And uh, dodge the puddles. It's the fast food restaurants as we go. And that was massively disappointing. Shit. Going to try not to be all knee-jerk reaction and stuff. But I've just asked Oli Gunnar, I said, why is this team so effective against the best and so ineffective 
against the struggling teams. And didn't really know, he just said they've got to start with more urgency. And I'm just walking past an Indian and I'm really fancy an Indian. But no, carry on on this hard slog through life back to Watford. It just feels like one step forward, one step back, just as United need a result, they get the big result, Tottenham City. And they slip back again, disappointing. Everton, Watford. But it's just not good enough. Watford, had, they may be rejuvenated, they may be better organised under Nigel Pearson, but they've, they've not won at home all season. They've not been ahead in a game. Scored four goals. It's uh, four goals at home. United had to beat them. Didn't even come close to beating them. Don't take the chances. Horrendous error by David De Gea. Uh, second goal was a bad mistake. Tackle. And again, Manchester United lose against a poor team. And I've backed Holly. I really want him to succeed. And I do eventually think, I do think there will be improvement. But got to be better than this. Six wins out of 16. Just reiterating the same points when I was saying four out of 14 after the Villa draw a few weeks ago. Got to be weak winning these games. And it's, it's like there's no, no plan B. The two fullbacks are very predictable. And if I'm looking for any bright spots today, as I cross into Watford High Street, past the grilled cottage and the Hin Garden Chinese and Full Boar, which sells motorbikes, I think it's Paul Pogba coming on. Um, United looked much more lively when he was on. He's clearly a brilliant player. Lee Gunnar said he's the uh, best all-round midfielder in the world. Well, it'd be great if he could show it. Because he is going to play. Down with the conspiracies that we're never going to see him again in a Manchester United shirt. He's going to play. The club are not going to sell him in January. Certainly don't intend to sell him. And it'll be important if he's used right. It's whether to use him as a defensive midfielder or in a more attacking role. And as I'll going to sit after the game... You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But we've got to find a winning formation. Uh, Fred and Scott McTominay have been very good recently. They were very poor today. As poor as my navigational skills now, because I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to try and remember uh, my way back towards Watford. And it's just so frustrating. Really, and it's not good enough. Uh, you can see that they're not starting with any urgency and they're not learning from their mistakes either. Sorry to say, talking about bringing players in. There's really good players there. If you can beat the best, then why can't you perform against poorer teams? Drives me bleeding mad. So the next game is against Newcastle at home. I thought Newcastle was about as bad as it has got this season. That or West Ham. But uh, this was even worse. We've got to beat Newcastle at home, but I'm stuck record here, aren't I? Just saying we've got to beat these teams time and time again. And then we don't until we've got Arsenal and battered them on New Year's Day. Uh, so I'm going to pass you over to the lads on the bus. This was recorded pre-match, so it'll probably be a bit more joyous. 
sorry to piss on chips, but I have to be realistic. You know, the jobs to report and write about Manchester United, and they're not doing well enough. Barged out of the way on a pavement in the middle of Watford. Uh, United End was pretty loud today. Watford End was pretty quiet. Nigel Pearson praising the Watford um, fans. They weren't really that much until the last 10 minutes when they kept thinking, Watford FC, Watford FC, Watford FC. They definitely nicked that original one off the Argentinian Ultras. United End started to empty before the end. What a weekend, eh? Liverpool world champions. City come from behind to beat Leicester. My daughter does a shit as we're going through London. She's only five. I dropped the nine-year-old's Build-A-Bear in a puddle near Tottenham Hill Station. And United have uh, lost 2-0. A team who haven't won a game for 35 years. Jeez. Until Newcastle. Goodbye.